Welcome to Business Talk Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date. My name is Carlos McCrary. I'm a co-founder of Business Plugs, and I'm here with Jordan Smith. Let's get plugged in. So today, Bitcoin is 20000 So it kind of dropped um, after what we saw the Fed, or Jackson Holy Symposium speech, uh, Jerome Powell. The Fed isn't slowing down on interest rate hikes. So the market dropped, and the stock market, the stock market shed over $1.2 trillion. And crypto has also dropped quite heavily. And the coins listed on coin market cap now have a market cap of lower than one trillion. Um, a lot of this shed didn't have to do with leverage traders getting liquidated, but we can see that the market can be moved uh, very quickly, and that the Fed isn't slowing down. What do you think about that, Jordan? Yeah, I expect the price of Bitcoin to can to hover around. 20k um unemployment is down in the united states um job the job rate is increasing actually even though inflation i think the reported inflation is down but um the bottom's still not in uh, some people i see are predicting maybe bitcoin 16k either around maybe a thousand so I mean we're still we're still early. I agree, I agree. And um another thing that I saw, I mean, on a kind of another note had to do with NFT trading. We've seen a lot of movements in NFTs recently. Um NFT NFT trading on OpenSea has gone down tremendously this summer, according to DAP radar. Um trading volumes fell from 135 million in May to just eight million last week. Um, and so, I mean, as you can see, risk on assets are getting hit the hardest in this economic uh, economic downturn. Um, in addition, we also see that Meta announced that it would um, begin allowing Instagram to support NFTs in 100 countries using Polygon, Ethereum, and uh, Flow's blockchains. Um, and we also learned that this will be on Facebook, too. So uh, there will be third wallet integrations like MetaMask, Trust Wallet, and Coinbase Wallet too, meaning users will retain ownership of their digital assets. Um, there will be no fees to post these NFTs either. Um, but really, why should there be? Um, yeah, Facebook is a centralized entity, and we should really ask if this is what we ultimately want. I mean, it does increase adoption of NFTs and cryptocurrency, but um, is this kind of the path that we want to go going forward with NFTs? In terms of NFTs, it just seems like every other cryptocurrency is trying to come out with their NFT, their own NFT store, or NFT platform. Obviously, OpenSea was one of the first ones. And I'm not surprised because we've known, at least here at Business Books, we've known that OpenSea is for the rich. It's very expensive to even buy or even bid. Even if you want to sell an NFT on OpenSea, it's expensive. So, over the years, I definitely can see once people realize and understand what the blockchain is, what an NFT is, that the majority of people are not going to be using OpenSea. Um, I'm glad that we have something like OpenSea, but it would be interesting to see a new platform arise. I mean, think about Google. What if Google.com was expensive? What if YouTube was expensive? What if LimeWire... Was expensive. What would we be during this time? 
Yeah, I mean, people would not have used them, right? I'm back in the day using LimeWire. Uh, I mean, the reason why I had so much adoption was because these things were free. Um, and I think that you raise a really good point. The fact that these, they're, these are centralized ent entities, but if they're going to charge high amounts of uh, fees to use it, then it's, uh, it's not really surprising that the trading volume went down. But in my opinion, it's more so just because it's, uh, I mean, people are still uncertain about NFTs um, at this present time. Um, I do think the trading volume will go back up uh, at some point, but I think right now people are just very uncertain about what direction the economy is going to go down. I mean, you and I have also talked about we don't think that this was the bottom of the cryptocurrency market yet, even though most people should be dollar cost averaging. Um, but it's not really surprising to me that NFTs are one of the first things that get hit uh, when it comes to uh, trading volume. And uh, um, I don't know, being being seen as a risky asset where somebody would liquidate um, in order to pay their bills, for example. I mean, here at Business Plugs, we give a lot of non-financial advice. But do you think, you think now it, it probably? I know my response. Do you think now's a good time to buy Bitcoin? It really depends on, from my view, your risk uh, on or your risk appetite, um, as they would say in the financial world. So, if like, if you want a crazy return, I mean, Bitcoin probably would be a better return than a, most of the stocks that we see or that you're uh, exposed to. Um, but there are definitely better returns that you can find um, and within the crypto space. Um, do I think now is a good time to buy? Yeah, of course, it's a great time to buy because if you look, um, Bitcoin usually smashes its all-time high. Um, eventually, I don't know if that's going to be this year, next year, or when the halving comes. Um, but yes, I do think now is a good entry point. Will it go down from here? Possibly. But I mean, you never really know. There could be some catalyst that makes it go um, pretty much the uh, up direction and not down. Excuse me, not down. So we will see. Um, so I was doing some research. The best five I found, according to Forbes, the best five twenty nine plans. For those of you who don't know, a five twenty nine plan is a tax advantage savings plan designed to encourage savings for future education. So that's why I was kind of asking you, you know. Most people around the age of 30, 30, 28, 32, they start thinking about having kids. And then as soon as you have your first kid, you start thinking about saving up for college, you know, and with President Biden cutting some, um, sorry, I got my dog right here, cutting some tax, excuse me, some tuition relief for Americans moving forward. What's a better buy to invest in a 529 plan or to invest in Bitcoin? I mean, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, based on uh, what I believe that the future is going to be, I mean, it's going to be Bitcoin, right? Um, but I mean, they really, really don't know if by the time they graduate, if Bitcoin is going to be low or high. I think 18 years is a pretty big time horizon to say that Bitcoin will probably be a better return than the stock market 18 years from now. If we're talking about saving for college. Um but yeah, I mean, I think Bitcoin will be a better buy. That's for me clear. Um, do I know that for sure? No, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor and I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I do think that digitalization is increasing at a very rapid pace. I think um, a lot more people are wanting, going to want to get involved in this game we call uh, economics because a lot of people in this world still don't have internet. And one of the only ways that they're going to be exposed to the uh, financial game is going to be through things like uh, Bitcoin that are borderless, that are decentralized. And maybe it will be stable coins like USDC and stuff like that. But these are centralized entities that a lot of people may not trust because their governments have already screwed up their own currencies. So, I mean, will uh, 
will Bitcoin have a better return? In my opinion, yeah, I think that the the signs point to yes, but obviously I cannot say for 100%, but that's my feeling. So I do think it would be a better investment to invest in Bitcoin. So Forbes says that some of the best 529 plans are the New York 529 College Savings Plan, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Illinois, Ohio, and Oregon. And you do not have to be a citizen of that state to invest in their college savings plan. Um, it's going to be interesting to talk with you, you know, over the course of the next 20 years to see what is the price of Bitcoin, you know, 18 years from now. And, you know, I think that's the decision that some people are deciding. Like, is it even worth it right now to put five, 10, what have you into a college savings plan? You know, if I was a financial advisor, of course, I'd be saying it's definitely worth it. It's always worth it to invest, no matter how little you always, I would say it's always worth it to invest. But with investing in Bitcoin, you know, there's no, you know, you can't write that off. You know, you don't get no tax advantage. You know, if you invest in a 529, you do get a tax advantage. So I, I guess, you know, everyone's circumstances are going to be different. That's right. Um, you brought up some very good points. And I mean, it really depends on your personal situation and questions such as age, risk, appetite, what um, what your just personal situation is. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to you wouldn't tell somebody who is uh, struggling to make their pay bills every month and tell them to put their savings into bit one like one coin, such as Bitcoin. I'm not saying that it wouldn't pay off because, I mean, um, I don't know who it was. I believe it was Bill Gates. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong. He was told to diversify from Warren Buffett, but if he had kept all of his stocks or all of his money into Microsoft, he would have had a lot more money. Um, so, I mean, I, I would never advocate, I'll probably be more like Warren Buffett, let's just say. I would not advocate to put everything into Bitcoin and bank on Bitcoin going up. Um, I do believe in it, um, but I mean, we will see uh, where where it will go in the future. Um, but moving on, um, we have two a couple of big events coming up that seem to be coming closer and closer. Uh, the biggest one I'll start with first, Ethereum is actually still moving forward with proof of stake. Um, we'll see. The thing I'm worried about is that there will be some unforeseen issues. Um, I mentioned already about Coinbase freezing deposits and withdrawals of uh, ERC-20 tokens, and that should be happening uh, somewhat soon. Um, and we've also talked to people on this uh, show a few episodes back about uh, cold storage wallets. So if, uh, if you have more liquidity, Make sure that you take your ERC-20 tokens off, off of these exchanges, especially because I think Binance is also one of the ones that will do that, too, um, and put them in some sort of cold storage or a software wallet, um, at least. And um, I'm not sure if you have a comment on that, but I definitely will say the second part first before Cardano um, will soon also have a hard fork called the Vasil, uh, Vasil hard fork. Um, which is supposed to improve Cardano scalability and um, or basically its speed. Um, this may happen around the same time as the Ethereum merge. Is this a coincidence? Um, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, but Cardano and Ethereum have been competing uh, a while for that uh, smart contract uh, position. I mean, it's obviously Ethereum for now. But this merge, if it has some, uh, if it has some unforeseen issues, if it does have some uh, challenges and issues after or being maybe implemented too quickly, then we may see Cardano gain some traction as well. I think at some point I'm going to have a um, a separate, maybe a YouTube video or a blog post. I, I don't think I've made a blog post about it. But DAG is coming out with its main net at the end of September. 
Oh, it just seems like everyone is competing right now. Everyone in the um the blockchain realm of cryptocurrency is competing. Um, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see. I'm more in, in start, I think the merge is going to be fine. Ether is great. It's you're literally buying um, Wall Street, in my opinion. Or you know, like you could buy South Miami, like. Any any lavish sort of real estate, to me, that's what Ether is. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen to all those miners. Because that's been the number one proof of work, right? Not ASIC, but GPUs. Everyone. I'm talking about millions and millions of dollars. So what are they going to mine? I think that most of them are going to go straight to Ether Classic. And then the question is going to be, is it even going to be worth it for them to mine Ether Classic? Personally, of course, I would power them, but it's interesting. We'll see. Um, KDA is another blockchain cryptocurrency that I haven't spoken about yet in detail. So I think that there's a reason why, you know, in every industry, there's competition, even, even if it's quote unquote decentralized. There's still competition. So you have Cardano, you have Ether, you have Phantom. I just mentioned DAG, ADA. All of these are basically competing, basically with quotation marks, basically competing for the same thing. So it's going to be very interesting. And this is during, a, you know, a bear market. This is very interesting. You see the competition during a bear market. There's a lot of money behind Ether. There's a lot of money already invested in Ether, like you said. So um I can't I can't wait for the next six to eight months. Not even to forget like Tron or Avalanche. I mean, there are just so many projects that have promising equal ecosystems. But um <clears throat> we will also see that a lot of uh agencies are gonna start putting more regulations on some of these. Uh, projects, or at least people interacting with these projects. I have two more points that may be interesting to you. Um, one, first with the SEC, three cryptocurrencies might be considered uh, securities according to new regulatory regulatory filings with the SEC. Uh, grayscale investment disclosed in regulatory filings that the SEC has been asked about its security law analysis of Zcash, Horizon, Stellar, and Stellar held in its investment trust. So these three coins, Zcash, Horizon, and uh, Stellar. I'm not really quite familiar with Horizon. You maybe you do, um, but Zcash and Stellar for sure. I know about these uh, coins that in the SEC has it on their radar, maybe considered uh, securities. The second thing is the FBI wants DeFi platforms to get more secure, which is uh, really interesting. That really surprised me coming from the uh, security space. <clears throat> I'm surprised that they're going after a DeFi protocol. Um, they said the platform should implement real-time analytics and monitoring, monitoring to prevent attacks. They also said customers should research DeFi protocols and smart contracts before investing and be aware of the potential risk of crowdsourced code. I mean, that that's good that they're saying that, but I think um, for most people who um, are interacting, they should already know uh, that there's a risk there. But in case you're listening to this and you don't know, like a lot of DeFi protocols, you have to be very careful because they are, it is code at the end of the day. Um, it's not ran by people, and that's kind of the point. But according to chain analysis, between January and March of this year, hackers stole more than $1.3 million in crypto from DeFi protocols. Three months, 
So January, February, March, hackers stole 1.3 million in crypto from DeFi. So, I mean, that's the risk that we're facing uh, with DeFi protocols. And so we see FBI targeting DeFi protocols and we see the SEC targeting uh, certain cryptocurrencies and trying to determine if they're security or not. But this is not something that's new. I think one of the biggest risks that we face is the continuation of these governments printing fiat because they don't really care. They're, I can already see the writing on the wall. They're basically going to, you know, they mentioned it in the Great Reset. They're basically going to reset the financial market with these own government-owned digital cryptocurrencies. And they're rushing to do that. Um, I saw the U.S. Federal Reserve is going to launch FedNow early next summer. And what FedNow is, is a new instant payment platform that will provide financial institutions of every size and in any location across the U.S. access to safe and efficient instant payments in real time. So it's using some type of blockchain. I don't know exactly what type of but these governments are getting ready to implement their own digital cryptocurrency. And that's why they're so not concerned about the U.S. debt, Mike. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see uh, We'll see how the government reacts. I mean, they're obviously raising interest rates right now. So we'll see kind of how... I mean, and I think we have this what inflation reduction uh, plan that Biden came out uh, with recently, which is very controversial as well. So we'll kind of see how the government, or at least I should say, the Federal Reserve goes about trying to um, to adjust the money supply, uh, which ultimately will um, affect crypto until people look at Bitcoin as not a as not a dollar value rather than a Bitcoin value. Um, there are a lot of people who look at Bitcoin as like in Satoshi's. I guess, instead of looking at it, how much it is worth in dollar terms, which is actually what the ultimate goal is for a lot of people. Like how much how much is this worth in Bitcoin, not how much is this worth in dollar terms, which is how it is at present, which is what, what tells me that we're very early. Um, so I will talk about a couple more points that are related to crypto, but they're not, not directly. Um, as we know, NVIDIA makes a lot of GPUs. Um, so um this first point is about ethereum the second one is about uh bitcoin so nvidia ordered by u.s officials to restrict chip sales to china russia and hong kong so nvidia basically says that the u.s government has imposed a new licensing requirement for an export of the company's ai chips to china uh russia and hong kong and a lot of this has to do with ai and high performance computing um any kind of acceleration for ai will basically be the table or be off the table or require a license. So they said that this could hurt, or NVIDIA basically said that this could hurt them as much as $400 million in revenue this quarter alone. Um, and the fear be, for the U.S. Not to, inter not to interrupt you, NVIDIA will be fine. I've been, they've been on back order. They'll be fine. They're, they're like Costco, or that's like Costco or Chick-fil-A. They'll be okay. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's just something that is really interesting why the government's making this decision to kind of restrict NVIDIA from uh, doing their business. And I'm not oh, here no, to say... Man. Oh, man, we, this goes back to one of the our discussions before. You know, this is just another play on the chessboard in terms of, you know, 
the chip the chip battle that you you see happening Taiwan and you know this is you know further evidence that you know it's not a joke and this is a real deal you know some could say <clears throat> the reason why the war in Ukraine is going slow is because we are trying as in we the west is trying to ensure that we have more chips on the battlefield come whenever we need to so i th i think we're going to see we're going to see more you know acts from us government like this no matter who's in the white house in the next absolutely and that's where i was kind of getting to so that like i was going to say the fear for the government that this innovation could somehow be used uh, by the chinese military and that's what it's about at the end of the day um, I mean, we're talking about technology and innovation. I mean, I think imagine what I'm, I, I, I like to talk in extreme sometimes and imagine like an army full of robots versus people. <laughs> I mean, like uh, that's what basically what these are. These are chips. You know, this is technology that we're talking about. So I can kind of understand why the United States wants to try and restrict that um, uh, in a way, especially if they know stuff that you and I as like people who are not involved in that day to day, um, they know more than what we know in terms of what China's capabilities are. Yeah, it's definitely going digital. You know, the U.S. government every day is using more and more drones and, you know, non-manned aircraft. So in terms of cryptocurrency, what does that mean? That means more governments, more militaries are going to need access to blockchain. And they're going to need access to blockchains that move very fast, that are reliable, and are cheap. So that's when, that's why I say that, you know, when you say that we're really early, we are really early because cryptocurrency is going to affect not just the, we talk, I talk about it a lot, the financial market. It's going to affect every market, every industry, every sector. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that. And we've we're already seeing, like I've mentioned, digitalization is increasing at a rapid pace. This next war that we ha have may be a cyber war, it may not even be. It may also be a physical war, obviously, but there are a lot of cyber attacks that are happening out there and a lot of cyber transactions, um, regardless if they are done uh, in a negative or positive way, digital transactions um, are being done through cryptocurrency. And you can see like uh, Ukraine got a lot of donations in cryptocurrency as well, especially at the beginning of this war. So, I mean, uh, in terms of how this affects cryptocurrency, it's just a very quick and easy way to transfer funds from one place to another, which a bank for final settlement can take. What I don't even know the time, so I don't even want to make up a number, but it's definitely not. It's definitely not one hour. It takes three, definitely three days. to five, three to five business days. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not. It definitely takes days to do um so i have one more point i don't know if you have other points jordan but definitely one of the last points or the last point that i have um is that micro strategies michael saylor is facing a lawsuit um for those of you who don't know my uh who michael saylor is he pretty much is like i don't want to say the face of bitcoin because that's kind of strong but he's a high advocate of bitcoin and has bought up a lot of bitcoin um in the last few years he's just extremely bullish i would say uh, maybe you can correct me if, if i'm wrong but i think he's the most bullish person i've seen on bitcoin um, the DC attorney, uh, the general attorney general allegedly said he avoided $25 million in taxes by saying he lived in Virginia, uh, and Florida, but he really lives in homes around DC. So he, he all, well, the attorney general also said that he claims that, uh, MicroStrategy strategy conspired to help Michael Saylor avoid these taxes. 
and the and he is a suing for one hundred million dollars in missing tax funds and penalties. What Michael's strategy responded, they basically said that uh, they are not responsible for Michael Saylor's day to day affairs. Um, and Saylor says he moved to Miami Beach, Florida, ten years ago, and that that's his main residence. So we will see uh, how that develops. I'm sure we will get more information about that um, in the upcoming days and weeks. Definitely. Um, he's really bullish about Bitcoin. Um, I definitely love what he's doing. Um, definitely has been an inspiration to myself and other people that are into cryptocurrency. It's, I like it's a, it's a good time that a lot of people, I'm, I see a lot of people in this industry right now are getting into mining Bitcoin it's getting more um, industrialized, like businesses are starting to take it seriously. So, you know, here at Business Plugs, there's other cryptocurrencies that we're going to talk about moving further into 2022 that I think people should look into. Because now, when I say we're early, we're early in a sense that there's still a lot of money to be made, but it may not be be made in Bitcoin. So moving forward, I'll definitely want to talk about some other cryptocurrencies that I think, you know, can make people money. Definitely. So that was another episode of Business Plugs Live. Thank you for listening. Um, as I said, my name is Carlson Crary, and I was joined today by Jordan Smith, as always. If you have any feedback or questions, you can reach us on our social media channels at Business Plugs, or you can email us at info at businessplugs.com. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell if you want to receive more content like this. Looking forward to it and see you next time.